Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Finish Strong Friday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. And it's an awesome Friday because of a nice little treat this week, primarily because of my travel schedule. We will have Greg Cosell previewing the biggest games in the NFL and getting his thoughts on the latest with Tua and Carson Wentz, et cetera, momentarily. But first, one of my favorite parts of the week, we get to give out winners. We love winners. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Yeah, we love people that want to help us. The little engine that could sustain, grow, whatever it is. There's lots of different ways you can do it. One of which is spreading the word via social media like Mr. BKH2. No idea who that is, but Mr. BKH2. He retweeted the Fantasy Feast with me and Joe Dolan. So thank you, Mr. BKH2. Email me, Ross at RossTucker.com. I'll get you a little something-something. The sponsor confirmation email winner, clearly this week, Austin Wood. I mean, first of all, he signed up at Patreon to be a patron. Patreon.com slash RT Media. So he's a tuckhead now on the private Slack channel where we all hang out, number one. Number two, he signed up for DraftKings in Tennessee, which just went live on November 1st. Using the code Ross, screenshotted it, sent it to me, and he liked about 30 different posts this week um, on Twitter and Instagram. So, Austin, congratulations. You are the sponsor confirmation email winner. And the YouTube shout-out this week goes to Kelly Garrigan. Kelly is all over the YouTube stuff with comments. So, Kelly, let me know who you want the shout-out for. Uh, Looking forward to it. I'll do it. Right here from Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, where I am. Love, love, love. Giving the YouTube shout-outs. Today's patron of the day, Ron Dong. D-U-O-N-G. Dong, Dong. I'm not sure. But, Ron, congratulations. And, really, congratulations to all of us. Because we got Greg Cosell. The Big Show. 
Every week, we talk with our guy, Greg Cosell, about the upcoming matchups in the week for the NFL. Absolutely love it. He's the executive producer and on-air talent, as they say, for the (laughs) NFL matchup show. 41 years at NFL Films. He is the guru. He is our guru. Check him out on Twitter, at Greg Cosell. Greg, lots to get to, as always. Let's start with Tua. We got our first chance to see what Tua could do as a NFL starter against the Charger, uh, against the uh, Rams. I know it was kind of a weird game, but tell me what you saw anyway. Yeah, obviously it was the kind of game, Ross, where he wasn't asked to do much because of the nature of the game. Uh, but I think you saw the kinds of things that they would like to do with him. You saw the play-action pass game with the quick rhythm throws. You saw the boot action. Uh, I, my sense was watching the tape that he does see things quickly. He knows where to go with the ball. I think that will be tested as he plays more and must make more difficult throws in more critical situations. Uh, I thought that he was consistently accurate, and that's kind of his game. Um I think his best throw, he had a 15-yarder to Grant on the first quarter TD drive in which the design of the play was to his left, and Grant was running um, on the the comeback on the right. And I thought that he came off the the design of the play really quickly and then went to the right uh, because the design was not there and then went to the right within this timing and structure of the drop. And I thought that was a really good play. So while there was not a lot there and there's no final de- definitive judgment that can be made, I thought there were positives to take away. Awesome. Okay. Um, conversely, and I should mention, by the way, Greg's segment is always presented by DraftKings Sportsbook because I feel like whether it's for DFS or uh, if you'd like to bet the games, Greg always provides some extra insight you can't get anywhere else that could help you um, for either one of those ventures on the DraftKings app or the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Greg, let's get into Carson Wentz. And I was there Sunday night. The Eagles have a bye this week. Yes. So there's no game to break down. But I feel like the performance was significant enough in terms of what we saw, that I need to get your feelings as to what is going on there. Because how I would describe it, Greg, is that it wasn't just four turnovers. At least live, it felt like four really bad turnovers. Am I wrong? What are you seeing? No. Wentz continues to struggle. Um, I don't think he's seeing things right now. I think that, and on top of that, there's kind of a reckless, undisciplined nature to his play uh, that you just can't have. Um, Look, right now they've gotten some weapons back. As as the Eagles go forward after the bye, they're going to have Fulgham as their X, and he's shown to be a solid player. They're going to have Rager as their Z, and I think he's an explosive athlete who can do some things. Ward has proven to be a solid slot. Sanders will come back. Goddard's back. I guess Ertz will be back at some point, perhaps right after the bye. So they're going to have some weapons back. We know their offensive line, Ross, has been in flux, uh, and we'll see where that goes. 
but that's not really relevant to an evaluation of Wentz. When you evaluate a quarterback, you must isolate how he's playing. The numbers are not important. It's how is he playing. And there's no sense of rhythm to his game. There's a recklessness to his game right now. He needs to settle down, and we'll see if it happens. We know he has high-level talent, and we know he can play well. But right now, he is not. Any uh, couple questions would be great. I can't tell you why. I just can tell you what the film shows. Okay. Um, I guess the other question then is, at what point, if you follow the Eagles, do you just say, this is who he is? Or do you think that he can fix this stuff? I think it's all fixable. The question is, and I can't speak to this, no one can. And of course, everybody wants to have an opinion about it. uh, But it's just an uninformed opinion unless you're in the building. None of us know how he's being coached. None of us know uh, offensively the scheme and what he's being asked to do. Uh, so there's just too many things we don't know to answer that. The one thing we do know, Ross, is he's a talented player. Uh, believe me, I had this offseason GMs in the league tell me that after Mahomes, he's the most physically gifted quarterback in the league. Now, that might sound like a ridiculous statement now, given the way he's been playing, but you don't just discard that kind of talent. So you need to really... As an organization, and as I said, we're not in the building. As an organization, you need to really assess this and decide the reason why a guy with pretty high-level talent is not performing well right now. Boy, that's interesting. Good point. We're talking with Greg Cosell, the NFL Films guru, here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Let's move on to another young quarterback, Greg. It appears that Jake Luton... Yeah, I remember you bringing his name up for the draft last year. Six-round pick out of Oregon State. Looks like he'll get his first start. The Jags are getting six and a half points from the Texans on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Your thoughts on Luton? Who is he? What should we expect? You know, I liked his tape. And I actually spoke to a quarterback coach before the draft who loved him. Um, I think that he he struck me as the kind of quarterback that if he was in a well-schemed, efficient system, and I made the point in my notes when I evaluated him, that if you put him in a, in a McVay system or a Shanahan system, uh, I think that he could be highly efficient. Now, I think Jay Gruden theoretically has a similar, really well-schemed system. It's his first start. We have no idea. And, of course, you know how this works. If he plays poorly, Ross, people say he stinks. That's the way this works. Um, But I think Jake Luton has a chance to be a solid NFL quarterback. Throws the ball well. Not a big arm, but can make every throw. There was a sense of timing and rhythm to his game. He's a pocket player, but he's not a statue. Has functional mobility. I am fascinated to see him. I I mean, I don't know what's going to happen there with the quarterback position once Minshew is, is healthy. I would love to see Luton uh, get a chance to play, you know, five, six, seven games in a row. Um, And just a quick point. On the other side, I think Deshaun Watson is playing far and away the best football of his career the last month. I think he's been playing sensational football. And because the record doesn't reflect it, you know, maybe a lot of people aren't really taking note. But I think Deshaun is, is really taking his game to a much higher level because I think he's playing with much more poise and consistency from the pocket. Wow. That's interesting, Greg. I didn't know that. I, I thought Deshaun Watson had kind of been struggling. 
No, I think the last three weeks, maybe, month, give or take, I think he's been playing exceptional football. Awesome. Well, that's good to know. I like when guys are playing good football. Let's get to some matchups, Greg, that intrigue me this week. Seattle and Buffalo. Yeah. You know, they're both good teams. They both have good records. I'm having a tough time. I talked about this on the Even Money podcast earlier in the week. I'm having a tough time getting any kind of handle on what to expect from this game. Um, Taking a look at it on DraftKings, the Seahawks are favored by three points. What do you think about this matchup? Yeah, this game fascinates me. Um, You know, Buffalo last week ran the ball very well, but there was a reason for that. They played a New England defense that basically plays dime almost as its base. And they ran a lot at Adrian Phillips, number 21, who's essentially a linebacker in the Patriots' dime, but he's 212 pounds. So that's not going to happen this week in terms of what Seattle does. But I believe the the Bills need to run the ball, and they will want to try to continue to run the ball and have a committee uh, with Zach Moss and Singletary. Moss is much more of a grinder. I think they'd like him to be a little more of the guy because he can ideally keep them on schedule. Because where where quarterbacks that can move kill a defense, Ross, is when it's third and three or third and four. And because you have to be very concerned about their ability to make plays with their legs. So, you know, ultimately, that's what I think Buffalo would like to be in a position where when it does get to be third down, it's not third and nine, it's third and three. And that changes the way the defense then has to play because Josh Allen's legs become a big factor. It's a really good point, Greg. Really good point. I'm, that That's an awesome football game. It really is. And we know about Seattle. I mean, Wilson is so good. Uh, What I'm anxious to see here, just a quick point, is Tredavious White has, for the most part this season, been a boundary corner. In other words, he's not necessarily matched up to anyone. He plays the short side of the field, the boundary. Now everybody is saying, oh, well, he'll match up to Metcalf. We don't know that. Metcalf does line up as the boundary X, the single receiver to the short side of the field, but they've moved Metcalf around this year more than they did as a rookie. So he doesn't always line up as the boundary X. In fact, he has a lot of catches this year where he's not the boundary X. So I'm curious to see what they do with White. And, of course, you still have Tyler Lockett, and uh, he's pretty good by himself as well. Yeah, he certainly is. Greg, we talked about Chase Claypool a couple weeks ago. I look at DK Metcalf somewhat similarly in the sense that both really big men, 6'4", 230 plus, both really fast, but there were concerns about their route running and their ability to run certain routes. Yeah. Is there a lesson there in turn? like DK Metcalf looks like T.O. to me. Like, is there a lesson there where, you know what, if you're that big and fast and strong, you don't really need to be able to be that quick out of your breaks or run all the comeback routes. Like, you can be very successful just running three or four routes. What's, what's the lesson moving yeah, forward? Yeah, I know where you're going with this, but I will say this. Metcalf has improved as a route runner this year. I mean, is he ever going to be, you know, the, the best route runner in the game? You know, is he ever going to be a technician like Adam Thielen? Maybe not. And you're right. He probably doesn't have to be quite that way. But you do need to improve as a route runner. You don't have to be special. And and Metcalf has clearly improved this year. He's run some good routes. But I know I understand your point. You know, if you're six four two thirty or six four two thirty eight like Claypool, can you still be a, a quality NFL receiver and a big weapon? You probably can. The question is, 
how big of a weapon? In other words, are you just a certain kind of weapon? See, I think Metcalf is moving to be more than just a certain kind of weapon. We don't know about Claypool yet. He's still a rookie, and he's not getting you know that many snaps quite yet. Talking with the great Greg Cosell here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Look forward to it every single week. What about Chicago and Tennessee? Another yeah. game between two teams that had disappointing losses for different reasons feels really important for both of their playoff hopes. In other words, yeah, I agree. You're feeling good about it. The loser, not so much. Yeah, Tennessee's a fascinating offense. They scored a lot of points last year and they hit a lot of big plays. Um, this year, they've not hit as many big plays in the passing game, particularly over the last number of weeks. Um, you know, it's interesting. I was very fortunate to, to spend a lot of time with Bill Walsh. And one of the things I learned from Bill Walsh is that the run game and the pass game must be able to work independently of one another if you're going to be a great offense. In other words, your pass game can't just work off your run game. And look, I'm sure most teams think that, uh, oh, our pass game does work independently. But I brought this up because of Tennessee. I think at their core, they're a running football team. I mean, look, last week they were down 10 nothing, and on their third possession they came out and ran the ball eight consecutive times. And they scored a touchdown on that drive, by the way. Um, but that's who they are. So the question is, when push comes to shove, can Tennessee's pass game work independently of its run game? Um, and as I said, they'll say, yeah, it can. To me, I think that's something we need to wait and see because we know they can run it. But you know how it is, Ross, in this league. Not every week do you just line up and run it for big yards. It doesn't quite work that way. Nope. Let's go to Baltimore and Indy. Similar game in terms of, boy, the winner of this game, you're feeling really good about them. Yeah. The loser, not quite as much. Yeah, and, and um, Indy's defense is kind of fun to watch there. Uh, Darius Leonard is such a critical piece to that defense. You know, when you watch him play, they use him in multiple ways. They're not a heavy blitz team, but they, in their sub nickel, they move him around a lot and he does rush at times. Um, but they're just a very disciplined, fundamentally sound team. They don't give up a ton of big plays. They rely on their front four. In some ways you could say they're like the Niners a year ago. Um, and then Baltimore, Baltimore's offense, you know, they still put up points, but their pass game has not been very good. Uh, you know, in an age when everybody throws for, you know, tons of yards, Lamar Jackson does not. Last week he did get over 200 yards for the first time in five games based on a play at the end of the game to Willie Sneed, who was – it was a busted coverage. But they don't throw it real well. They run it great. That's their foundation. My question would be, and I don't know the answer to this, I, I think they have to throw it better. Uh, and we'll see as, as time goes on. There's a fine balance with a quarterback like Lamar. Otherworldly athlete, runs a lot when he doesn't have to, but can still make great runs, but then leave some throws on the field as well. Finally, Greg, Sunday night football, Saints and the Bucks. What do you got for me? Well, if I'm the uh, Bucks, I'm going to be very aggressive with pressure. They're really good at it. Drew Brees, I don't think with Brees and the receivers the Saints put out there that you have to worry about Drew Brees beating you over the top. So I would expect them to play man coverage, press man, and I and go after Brees. That that's my sense. And I know Todd Bowles. He's a very quiet guy, Todd Bowles, but he's very intense and very aggressive, and I think he'll do that. 
Love it. Make sure you check him out on social media at Greg Cosell and check out the NFL matchup show every week. And of course, listen to him here on the Ross Tucker football podcast every single week. The great Greg Cosell. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. Appreciate Greg. And I appreciate DraftKings to celebrate Sunday's action. DraftKings is ensuring all new users are covered up to $100. Think about that for a second. You bet they cover with risk-free Sunday betting. Plus, there's plenty of action to get on. So head to the app now and make it rain. You guys just heard some of the best matchups that Greg and I went over. That's kind of the beauty or the fun, by the way, of putting you know, uh, a shekel or a unit, whatever that is for you on a game. It just makes them all more interesting. And the cool thing about DraftKings, it's the biggest and really the only that I'm aware of U.S.-based, totally U.S.-based sports book, which is awesome. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS when you sign up to get the can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is ensuring your Sunday's bets up to $100. That's right. You bet. They cover you up to $100 when you use promo code ROSS during sign-up. Limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey or PA only. Risk-free coverage paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tucks takes. Good morning, Ross. Well, let's start with the game last night. Thursday night football. Packers destroyed the 49ers on Thursday night football. The final 34-17 in the, the headline that I love this morning. 49ers suffer lopsided loss thanks to $80.8 million in cap space. That's on IR. Yeah, um, that was brutal in and of itself. But then to lose Ayuk and Trent Williams under the uh, high-risk contact protocol. You know, I, I talked about this earlier in the week, Brian. If I'm a team, maybe I, I got to talk to some more people. I must be missing something because I don't understand why these teams are allowing there to be this many people considered high-risk contacts. Like, don't get within six feet of someone for 15 consecutive minutes. Don't do it. Like, you know... For the week, watch film, eat right, lift your weights, get your rest, and don't be within anybody else for six close to six feet for 15 minutes or more. You're hurting your team's ability to win games when guys like Trent Williams and Ayuk go on uh, the high-risk protocol. It's, it's really bad. Um, they didn't have Debo Samuel, but he was hurt anyway. But Trent Williams, Ayuk, uh, hurt him badly. This, this game was never really close. It wasn't even really as close as, you know, the score indicates. The Niners got a couple of late garbage touchdowns. One, which really helped people um, on that had the over in the game that were betting on it at DraftKings. But they used a lot of Aaron Jones on the first drive. Devontae Adams had a terrific touchdown catch. He's an amazing football player. I tweeted last night, Bry, at Ross Tucker NFL. And, of course, we are at Ross Tucker Pod. I really don't know how many receivers I would take over Devontae Adams. He is a special, special player. You know, for 
uh, Rodgers was hot. Devontae Adams was amazing. Richie James was kind of the only guy for the Niners that was making plays. Nick Mullins was not great. Preston Smith nailed him. Um, and that led to a, another Devontae Adams dominating drive and a Mercedes Lewis touchdown. The Niners gave up a deep post touchdown to Marquez Valdez Scantling late in the first half on a dropped coverage. The left tackle for the Niners filling in for Trent Williams, Justin School, he really struggled. He got schooled. And, yes, I thought about that one ahead of time. And uh, I mentioned Mullins didn't play very well. So not a good night for the 49ers. We knew it was going to be tough. I guess I was expecting a little bit more than that from them. Ducks takes. Bunch of news on the COVID front. Matthew Stafford was placed on the list in Detroit, but uh, he reportedly tested negative and should still be available for Sunday's game. Right. So I guess if you – the protocol is is if you have a close contact who has it, you go on the list and you have to stay home. And I guess it's five days, five days of you have to test negative every day for five days because it sounds like uh, he should be able to come back for Sunday, but nothing before. And he even has to fly privately to the game because he can't be around his teammates on Saturday. Because that's the fifth day. So that, to me, Bri, sounds like a pretty strict, good protocol. You know, even if you're just around somebody, you don't test positive. You're around somebody that tests positive. You have to be away from all the guys for five days and just keep testing negative, testing negative. I like that. I think that's a good job by the NFL. Ducks takes. Bunch of other notes, and we'll start with quarterback Josh McCown signs with the Houston Texans. That is his 12th NFL franchise. He was getting paid to just be on practice squad for the Eagles from home as like a quarantined quarterback. That seemed like a pretty good gig. But I guess, you know, he lives near Houston, lives in Texas. To be able to go to Houston, I'm sure it's more money. I don't really know. I don't really. I didn't really see why Houston wanted Josh McCown. I don't know. Did they have an injury or something? I don't know why Houston decided to sign Josh McCown. Maybe they're going to make him their next head coach or offensive coordinator. It's kind of. It's kind of weird. I. I didn't get the lowdown on why they wanted him. But if that's what Josh wanted, he's an awesome guy. I'm happy for him. Ducks takes. Speaking of the Texans, the Texans and the Colts, the latest to have COVID facility shutdowns. I guess. For the Colts, I think it's a staff member um, that tested positive. And for the Texans, it's Jacob Martin, their edge rusher. So now you see who are all the guys that are close contacts of these people and whether or not they can get back for Sunday. I mean, what a what a crazy, crazy time we live on on so many levels. Ducks takes. Miami Dolphins running back Miles Gaskin goes on IR. Right. We had kind of mentioned that Gaskin was, um, you know, that's one of the reasons him being banged up, why they traded for DeAndre Washington, because the Dolphins have a bunch of banged up uh, running backs. Gaskin often miss at least three weeks. It's a shame. He's having a nice year. He's kind of establishing himself as an NFL player. Ducks takes. The Las Vegas Raiders lose a sixth-round pick to COVID violations. Yeah, I mean, Bri, they're not 
they're not messing around, right? I mean, they're they're making it pretty clear that if you're going to have continued COVID violations, that they're gonna they're gonna drop the hammer on you. And I think they should. Six round pick. I think Gruden was fined another hundred and fifty or something. The team was fined five hundred thousand. They're sick of it. And this is what you needed to have happen. You need to have some teams not have players like the Niners last night. You need to have the Raiders lose a six-round pick. You know, with the epidemic spreading again, and the numbers are going up so significantly, it's really scary, especially for me who's traveling a lot right now. These teams are going to have to really button up for these next two months. You cannot uh, allow any type of seepage, if you will. Quick question on that. Uh, Where does that six-round pick go? How do they allocate that somewhere else? It just goes away. Okay. It just, it just, you know, there's compensatory picks and stuff. So, like when the when the Patriots lost their first round pick for Spygate or Deflategate, or brought, there was only 31 first round picks. Gotcha. That year. It just goes into the ether. Ducks takes. Uh, Bears, Cody Whitehair, Chiefs, Chris Jones, Eagles, safety Marcus Epps all go on the COVID list. Right. I think Whitehair and Epps tested positive. The Eagles have a bye. Uh, the Bears obviously do not. The Bears' O-line's in bad shape now with this news. Chris Jones evidently was just uh, around somebody that had it. So, uh, But he's obviously a, a difference-making player. But the Chiefs, I think, Chiefs have a bye this week too, right? So they're okay. Ducks takes. And finally, Falcons find defensive end Tack McKinley for social media posts. Yeah, I mean, it's a new world with social media and these guys complaining on social media about them not getting traded. They probably should trade him. He hasn't done anything as a Falcon. I, I don't know why they didn't trade him, to be honest with you. He's done, like, nothing for them. So I, I'm kind of with you, Tack, but... Going on social media, not the way to go about it. Now you just cost yourself more money, which isn't real smart. By the way, the teams that would try to trade for you, they don't want guys that go on social media and say stuff like that. So you got to think that through a little bit. I think we're done here. Shout outs. Go to Pizza Boy Brewing. Man, I could use a Pizza Boy beverage and uh, pizza right now. DynastyFreaks.com. What's that? A beverage? You know, Bri. I speak extemporaneously all day, and every once in a while, I I flub a word, and I really don't need you to point that out and make me feel bad about it. Anyway, Sporticulture, SteakhouseSports.com, Vision Comics with an X. That'll do it for the week. Check out the Even Money podcast. Check out the Fantasy Feast podcast, Andrew's Business of Sports. College Draft Podcast, where we now pick them against the spread. We'll have a bunch more highlight clips over the weekend from the Feast and College Draft, etc. If you get a chance tomorrow, check out Fresno State at UNLV, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on CBS Sports Network. Other than that, I think we're done here. Breverages for everybody. 
Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.